What is good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Ballin' with Tyler Todd. I'm your host, Tyler Todd. You and on today's episode, we got a couple things we're going to cover. But first off, we're going to talk about today specifically, May 20th in baseball. So instead of like kind of like a weekly recap like I did last time, in the last week, I'm just going to kind of talk about just the daily updates or daily things that are kind of special in today's day, May 20th. And this is from uh, Talking Baseball. I've mentioned like that page and following multiple times. But for anyone that doesn't know Talking Baseball, it's John Boy Media. It's Jimmy, Jake, and all of them. It's their baseball page on Instagram. So they always do storylines of the day for each day in baseball. And today, obviously, is May 20th, Friday. And there's four headlines that are pretty impressive on this list. So I thought I'd obviously talk about that just very briefly. It's going to take maybe like a minute. So storylines of the day, May 20th from Talking Baseball. So the first one is... Mets hold largest divisional lead with second-place Phillies seven games back in the National League East. Okay. NL West is still the best division in baseball, but the Mets hold the largest divisional lead seven games back. That's how far ahead they are. And they're, and that's now with losing Max Scherzer, who's going to be out expected six to eight weeks. Okay. The next, the next on the list, 204. Rays begin series against Baltimore with the 21-1 record versus the O's dating back to the start of last season. That is, for all you people out there, that is a pretty amazing thing to go 21-1 against someone. The thing is, though, truly why I don't feel like it's it's still crazy, obviously, but like not like super crazy. It's because it's the Orioles, and they suck, and they've sucked for a long time. So it's still impressive, but... Yeah, they're on a roll right now. Rays are killing them. Next on the list, 304. Nestor Cortez takes the mound with the best ERA in baseball with 1.35. For anybody who doesn't know who Nestor Cortez is, he's a pitcher for the New York Yankees, and he's kind of just burst onto the scene, you could say. He pretty much got like notoriety last year for uh, like a tiny clip, like a tiny clip that John Boy that John Boy posted of him. But the Yankees were playing the Angels, and obviously Cortez was pitching that game. And this is when, I mean, Otani had his MVP year last year. So Cortez was trying to, like, fool him on the mound with, like, quick pitching him and, like, doing, like, slow windups. And Otani thought it was funny, and Cortez was kind of joking with him and stuff. So that's the first time I ever saw him or really heard the name or saw him pitch. And he's been dealing this year, like, absolutely dealing. 2-1 record, 1.35 ERA. He's started seven games. He's started seven games, played seven games, 40 innings pitched with 49 strikeouts and a 0.850 whip. So the, the guy is an absolute stud along with, you know, they have him and Garrett Cole as well in that lineup. And, and uh, whoa, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to find his name. Hold on. Give me a quick second. I forgot his name. Where is he at? Hold on. He's an amazing pitcher. I forgot his name. Hold on, where is he? Luis Severino. That's what I was talking about. That's why I wanted to. Luis Severino, Jonah Montgomery, and Jameson Talent. So and Jonathan Loisaga. They have a lot of good pitching. So Yankees, of course, have two guys over ten home runs, and then they have an amazing starting rotation as well. So what's new? Like literally nothing. The Yankees are still one of the best teams in baseball. And lastly on the list, I talked about this guy a lot last week, but Taylor Ward leads qualified hitters in every category of the slash line. 375 average, 488 OPP, and a 721 slugging. So the guy literally is just having some kind of all-star season right now. Literally just off 
off to the races. And like that MVP race we talked about, he's up there. He's up there. He's up in those rankings. He's 104 at-bats this year, 39 hits, 9 home runs, 26 runs scored, 23 RBIs, a stolen base, and then OPS plus of 251. Like, dude, how do you, like, how do the Angels, how do the Angels get away with having him? Oh, and Mike Trout. Oh, and Shohei Otani. And they're 24 and 16. They're playing some seriously good baseball right now. So, <clears throat> anyway, those are the storylines of the day from Talking Baseball, John Boy, John Boy Media on Instagram, what I wanted to talk about. But now going back a little bit more, this is kind of like a history thing I thought would be cool to tie into why I'm talking about baseball right now. But, so this is going to be a segment called On This Day. So on this day in sports, May 20th, there's like a website that has like a bunch of stuff that's happened in sports, but one specifically that I wanted to talk about, and I also will talk about it because I'm going to bring up after baseball, I just, I'm done discussing baseball, I'm going to talk about the playoffs, the NBA playoffs, and then I'm going to bring up another history or stat in, in sports. So the first thing I'm going to do for, for today in sports is baseball, obviously, because we were just talking about that, but... On this day in 1984, Roger Clemens, all-time great, gets his first victory as a pitcher. For anybody that doesn't know who Roger Clemens is, um, he's a pretty amazing baseball player and was a, an incredible pitcher. 11-time All-Star, 2-time World Champ, 7-time Cy Young Award. That is the that is an award given to the best pitcher he won in the in each league. He won that 7 times, okay? Two-time Triple Crown. He also won an MVP. Rarely do you see a pitcher win MVP in baseball. And then Triple Crown. He led an ERA. What is a Triple Crown for pitching? Hold on. It should be ERA, whip, and... um, Okay, here we go. So the pitching Triple Crown is the pitching achievement of leading the league in wins, strikeouts, and ERA. Okay, so not whip, actually. So wins, strikeouts, and earned run average. He did that twice in his career. Twice. Oh, and there's more. Like, literally, his resume is absolutely insane. Four-time MLB wins leader, seven-time ERA leader, five-time American League strikeout leader, MLB record, 20 strikeouts in a nine-inning game twice, Major League Baseball All-Century Team, and Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame. Yeah. Roger Clemens, people. He's pretty studly. Okay, so moving on from baseball, I just want to get that out of the way and trying to get that segment in here. Now we're going to move on to uh, basketball because I've been talking about baseball a lot and obviously we're in the thick of basketball right now. Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals. Yeah, uh, truthfully, basketball has been pretty terrible. Playoffs have not been exciting in my opinion, especially since Milwaukee didn't move on and then obviously living in Arizona, Phoenix not moving on while leading the series 2-0 and then dropping a seven-game series to the Mavericks and getting absolutely blown out at home in Game 7, 123-90. Like, I don't know. It's pretty embarrassing. So, But the first two games, though, for the WCF and the ECF, the Eastern Conference Finals, the Heat won 118-107. to 107. That was without Al Horford and Marcus Smart, so the Heat were still able to get it done. And Jimmy Butler had, um, I don't know, just a casual 41-point game, nine rebounds, five assists. So... Yeah, pretty crazy. Jason Tatum, 29-8-6. Jalen Brown, 24-10-3. Robert Williams, the third, who really has come out of nowhere to emerge as like one of their really good like rotational bench guys and starting guys. He's he's like he was a bench guy, but now he's like been starting now, which has been cool. 18-9-1 for him. So 
First game was kind of different without having Horford and Smart. And for the Mavericks and the Warriors, truthfully, I I just don't think Dallas is going to beat Golden State. I just think with Steph, Draymond, and Clay playing together, they're just an they're just an an unstoppable moving force. They're just even though they're older, Steph is thirty four, Clay Clay and Draymond are both thirty two. Regardless of how that works, they're just they're just the better basketball team in my opinion. The first game, Golden State won one twelve to eighty seven. And it just really seems like, I mean, not seems like, it's the truth. There really is no help outside of Luka Doncic in Dallas. He really is the only really star guy they have. So Golden State has a lot of good pieces around Steph, Clay, and Draymond to pick up the slack. Luka really doesn't have that. He has Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Norman Powell, no, sorry, Dwight Powell, Max Kleber, Tim Hardaway hasn't played the whole playoffs. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just been kind of a bummer. And then game two of the Eastern Conference Finals was last night, and it's just been really boring. I mean, both what I say, Warriors Mavericks one twelve to eighty seven. It's a blowout. Last night, Celtics won one twenty seven to one hundred two. Twenty five point game. Like this is the playoffs. So my roommates and I were talking about it last night. One, how terrible the refing has been in the playoffs, and how bad it is every year. And then two. This is just a different brand of basketball. None of it in the playoffs, but just the state of M- of the NBA, how the game is played is not exciting. I don't want to see Steph Curry put up 15 threes. I don't want to see John Morant put up nine threes. I don't want to see Luka put up eight threes. It's like isolation and three-point shooting. It's not enjoyable. But we were all talking about it collectively last night. We missed that old-school style brand of basketball. We talked about it specifically. My roommate Jordan said, the perfect example is when the Celtics were playing the Lakers in those old finals. Like from t- Obviously, they've been playing each other forever since Bird and Bill Russell days. That's like 60s and the 80s. But I'm talking about when we were growing up. So like mid-2000s, but specifically 2007 and 2008. So the 2000, that season right there, Lakers and Celtics went at it in the finals. Every game was like well-fought, hard-earned, physical, maybe 80 points in the game. Like, that's how the game was played. It was much different. It wasn't 100 points at the end of the game, you know, and you maybe had a couple guys that were good, but the game was physical. And the game was, it was a team-based sport. So that really has been my gripe this year with the NBA playoffs. Is like, I still watch them because I am a basketball fan, but it is very hard to watch when you have the Celtics beating the Heat by 25 points and the Warriors beating the Mavericks by what? So 90 to 100 and then 110, that's 22 like another 25 points. It's not exciting. No, Who wants to sit down on their TV and watch that? It's not exciting. And it doesn't help that the teams aren't very exciting either. It's not even that like the the players themselves, yeah, they're kind of exciting, but like the game of basketball isn't very exciting and the teams aren't that exciting either. Like we all want to see like Kevin Durant and LeBron James, and like we want to see all those guys in the playoffs, but they both got knocked out earlier this year. I mean, Lakers didn't even make it in. In the South, I don't even even truthfully know about the Nets if they tried made it in the playing game or whatever happened, but it's just lame. And then Miami beating Philly in in the series prior. Philly was with James Harden getting him at the deadline. They were projected to win the whole thing, and they got smoked. Milwaukee losing to Boston. Like, dude, what is going on? Like, one, it's not exciting. Two, everything that's supposed to, ha- to be happening is not happening. And then three, it's just lame. Like, it's just, I, I don't want to sit down and watch 25-point blowouts. Yes, obviously, I don't have to watch basketball. Duh, I don't have to. 
I can do whatever I want. I can just watch baseball. I can stick to my, my Diamondbacks, my Padres, and just stick with baseball because baseball's just been awesome this year. Basketball's been crappy. And I don't know if I don't know if the game of basketball is ever going to change. We were talking about it last night. Who's going to be the face of the league? Jalen Tatum, Jason, sorry, Jalen, Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic. That's boring. That's not exciting. Those guys are the face of the league. That's lame. There was a time when the face of the league was like Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, Tracy McGrady. Like, dude, Kobe Bryant. Like, oh my gosh, Dwight Howard. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, it's just, ugh. The playoffs have been garbage. And yeah, I know I'm just crapping on it, but man, it's just been so terrible. And I don't really know much else to say about it, but it's just been kind of just not fun. And I really wish it was more exciting because I really want to, you know, get get more into this this season of it. But yeah, it's, ugh, yeah, basketball, you're killing me, man. But and lastly, I also want to do this day in sports as well, do NBA portion as well. So I did baseball on this day in sports. Now I'm doing basketball because we just finished talking about the playoffs on this day. May 20th, 1991, Chicago Bull legend and all-time great Michael Jordan is named NBA's MVP. And obviously, we know what he would go on to do the rest of his career, arguably, not arguably, the best basketball player in the history of basketball. So, yeah. But thank you all for checking in for another episode of Ballin' with Tyler Todd. A quick, quick brief one today, about 13, 14 minutes long, but yeah. Thanks for checking it out. Baseball and basketball today. Obviously, there's playoffs. NBA playoffs are happening this week. This obviously this now and then this entire week. NHL playoffs are happening right now. My Kings got knocked out, which sucks. But the Flames are playing the Oilers. Penguins got knocked out by the Rangers, which is pretty interesting. So yeah, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, baseball regular season, NBA combines like happening right now. The draft lottery just happened for that. Football's like kind of creeping up. Like I wish it was like getting here quicker because like I, I'm desperate for some football as well. But got to do with what we got. So three sports right now. But yeah, thank you all for checking out this episode of Ballin' with Tyler Todd. Follow the Instagram, follow the TikTok. Both Instagram is Ballin' with Tyler Todd. And then my TikTok is Balling W. I think it's Balling W Tyler Todd. Let me, let me, let me get that info for you real quick so you can follow me. My money don't jiggle, jiggle, head folds. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle. Yeah, here we go. So my <laughs> my my TikTok at Ballin W Tyler Todd, no spaces, all lowercase, and then my Instagram is Ballin with Tyler Todd. So yeah, follow me on my socials. TikTok, I mainly just post like kind of like funny stuff relating to like the relating to the podcast, not specifically maybe the one I'm posting today, but kind of just like something funny. Like today, I'm gonna talk about the playoffs on the TikTok. Like I definitely want to do like a 20 minute kind of rant about how I feel about the playoffs and just kind of what I talked about on here, but make it a little bit more funny. And then my Instagram, yeah, I post some stuff from here and there, mainly on my story. Really, if I'm going to post something on like a post post, it has to be something that kind of like warrants, like I think in my perspective, like something that's like really, really newsworthy. So anyway, follow both. Thanks for checking me out. I'll see you on the next one. Later.